I don't know if you need to buy like a Father Jeff or Jeff jacob or something like that. Uh, again, will it be worth it? Spending so much money. Now, I know. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong to have a guitar that costs money and stuff. Or it's wrong to have a Blackhawken pipe. Please don't go home and just throw away your things. Stop this afternoon. Okay. That's not what I'm saying here. Um, while, while I asked Christian, sorry, Christian, you didn't mind me using you as an example. Um, when I asked him this morning, you know, what, what would he like to buy? And he mentioned his dream. He said, no, a, a black hook and, um, and then it's about uh, with the band Peacock. So if you have that, you might come over, you want to play a little bit. And then he also said in the same breath, he said, um, but it's probably a good thing I didn't have it because I wouldn't have studied so much. And then Albert confessed in the same sentence, and I was like, again, sorry, sorry, Albert, can I throw you under the bus here? <laughs> there would be days like they have like a, a FIFA tournament or whatever, and uh, skipping class and just playing games the whole day, you know. <laughs> so my, my thing is, spending money on, on something like that or anything else, I, I've thought about it myself. What did I buy? Um, so... They obviously didn't have so much time to think about it as I did. And I thought, like, I wouldn't buy something or, like, a, a thing that I can have in my house. I'll buy, like, I'll phone up Tim Cook. Um, those of you who don't know that, that's the owner of Apple at the moment. And I'll go, like, hey, man, uh, just want to buy Apple. Um, and uh, then I don't have to worry about the phone breaking because that's been happening lately in my life. Um, I don't have to worry about, like, Sorry, screen broken again. I think it's like mirrors like Lycra or something. Hey, I'm your pastor. I'm your new phone. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll have a decent salary, you know, things like that. I'm sure there will be perks coming with that. The same with the PS5 and the same with the guitars. There will be perks around that decision. But I'm also pretty sure that there are things that will worry you. With the PlayStation, you will probably keep it in a box. You will probably spend a little bit more time on that thing than you should have, unless you have very good um, budget sometimes. Okay. Um, now, I mean, having a company like Apple, now I'm not sure, I didn't speak to Tim beforehand, but I was just thinking myself, if I have a, a company that sells for, what, $6.35 trillion dollars, if anyone wants to buy Apple, you need more or less that amount. Um, will it be worth it to have the worries that that guy carries around? Um, now, I mean, it's a very debatable subject, probably, a topic. You know, he doesn't worry because he already has the money. Uh, but what if people don't buy into a new phone? Or what if the new phone needs to be called back? Or um, I have Rogan here. trying to steal things now uh, or in South Africa what about Chad so I'm pretty sure there are a few things in his life that we sometimes like worry about and having a company or having something like that there are worries of the world that sits on us and that we keep on thinking about and and uh, I know, I know quite a few of you have your own businesses and stuff, and I'm pretty sure that you have some of the worries that, that comes with running a business or that comes with 
I mean, just having a phone these days, like, oh, I didn't get the thing dropped because it's going to fall. And ask me, I know, it's like, this is not a thing that, well, this is my thing. It, it brings worry to you because what if this thing happened when you need to just immediately that? Here's the thing. If I give my life to the Lord, it comes with a price. But you know what it tells me? It tells me that I have to pick up my cross and I need to surrender myself. I need to lay down my flesh. Now, that is a cross. Okay? So, to give you guys some ideas, uh, if you haven't experienced this or maybe you have and you've forgotten about this, we all have selfish desires. We are born like that. Okay? Ask me, ask my lung, ask Tulandi, who's got little hands. You are born like that to be selfish. Mainna. <laughs> Especially if you have a bit or a sickness. You know, then you're very selfish. Oh, no choice. It's me. And that thing must die down. Those are one of the costs that we need to pay when we surrender our lives to Jesus. Just some of the notes. Please don't use the, the highlights I use here as the whole. The cost we pay is this a daily surrender. It is his will, not mine. It is to put each day to his use. And it is to follow him no matter what. He wants you to open up your house for a stranger. Fine. But then feed his family. I mean, to Glenn, because Glenn also cares about me tomorrow morning. Wants you to open up your house for, for that family. Hey guys, they need hosting now because they need to stay longer. Jake, she has an open house. You need to give some of your time to go and help someone to, I don't know, clean their pool or lay some bricks or do gardening or anything like that. You need to give of yourself and your family as well. So it costs you. And sometimes it costs you more than what you think now because you're like, I mean, maybe I will do that. I mean, I had Chad um, message me here a week or two back. He goes like, hey, man, do you still have marking? Like, can I come and help you? He wants to give some of his time just to assist me in making sure that I'm okay and I'm getting forward on my work. And that is, that is a costly price to pay, pay sometimes. I also want to use a few examples that you guys might have heard of, um, of people paying the price. And ultimately, we pay the, pay the price for a reason. I'll get to the reason now. Um, the first guy I want to mention is, is Noah. So he's not here today. Um, but you might know about him. Uh, he was a righteous man. And... Uh, he paid the cost of being made fun of and laughed at and being mocked by building this massive ship or little boat, however you want to see it, hosting animals because the Lord is going to flood the earth. Now, you guys can go read the, the story in Genesis about that. Um, but he paid the price. He paid, paid a price. Um, then in, in Genesis 12, verse 1, we read of another guy. Uh, here he is still called Abram. 
later on his name is going to be Abraham. Abraham. Uh, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. He had to pay that price of leaving everything behind that he's familiar with, that he knows, because, the God, because God called him to do something specific. Um, so he had to pay that price. Then there's uh, Joseph that was, he paid the price of being enslaved um, by uh, the Egyptians. Then uh, there's a whole list of, of guys, Abraham, maybe, um, Esther, Jonah, uh, Moses, Samson, Gideon, Ruth, Samuel, David. And then these, these three guys, or three and more guys, Peter, James, and John, they weren't called to, well, they were actually also called to just leave behind everything. But they were called not with the Lord's voice speaking down on them. No, no, no. Jesus was taking a prayer and rebuke. It was like, hey, follow me. Like, he didn't make it the scene of it. There wasn't like someone coming, rushing down, angels appearing in the sky or anything. It was just Jesus. Because all the other kids did Jesus. Just Jesus walking on the beach. Yeah, come on. Follow me. Follow me. And they were like, I'm coming. We're leaving behind everything. And they paid the price to follow Jesus because he called them. Then there's Joshua that had to lead the the Israelites into the promised land. He called them to do that. Um, And then the ultimate pay the price and each time as you go and look at why did they pay that price because God called them God gave a calling to each one of them and I have something to offer them I have something to do people believe um, Esther I mean they read the story of Esther she had to pay that price she had to pay a massive price why I mean at the end of the day she didn't really even really benefit it benefit all out of that like her um rather um, the nation her nation or rather i said her people benefited out of that um so sometimes the lord asks you something to do something or to pay the price not even for yourself but for someone else and the question is are you willing to i can tell you now that the price is or the cost is worth it question is are you willing um so many of you might know uh, luca and my story already uh, just a few glimpses of how we had to pay the price we uh, finished our studies and we were actually on our way to shepherd's bay to go and work there we had a work and 
and I was hoping that my mother-in-law would house us there, so I'm fairly sure that she would have a place to stay. Um, but then the Lord was like, hey, I'm calling you to Bloemfontein. And I was like, okay, what's Bloemfontein? I don't know even know how many schools. Like, are there enough schools? Like, will I fully get a job? Needless to say, here we are four years later. Because God called us, we said, yes, Lord, we'll do it. We'll go. And we, we stuck it out. And we said, we phoned the school. We talked to them. We said, hey, thanks for the offer. But we feel the Lord is calling us to Bloemfontein. Are we moving to Bloemfontein? So we relocated our whole lives. We would have relocated anyway. I mean, that's not a big deal. Relocating, we would have in any way. But changing that whole thing of there is a job, now I'm going to, I hope I find a job. There's only one of us. I don't know the place at all. I don't know anyone there. Uh, that should, back then, it was a trust that we made, but it was and is still working. We got to know the Lord in six months' time, more or less. I'm just painting the picture here. More than we got to know him in four years. Well, like I was in church for those four years while I studied. But six years, relocating, giving up my whole life, everything I have and am, saying, Lord, here I am. I got to know the Lord way more than I had in the last, actually, by then I had chosen to stay here. Through a lot more spiritually than I ever had before. So some practical things that, that the Lord might sometimes ask you, and, and um, this is like practical. Sometimes he'll ask you to sell something or to give up something, to not buy that PlayStation. Um, again, please don't hear me wrong here. I'm not saying you can't have a PlayStation. Sometimes the Lord will ask you to not do it. The Lord has asked me to shave my beard. Very practical. And I had to be obedient. Um, the, Lord has, the Lord did ask me to cut my hair that last year and I had to be obedient to that um, he might ask you to move maybe just move in your hometown to a house that will benefit or that your church will actually benefit more from or he will ask you to relocate to another country uh, he will ask you to give some of your time and your money and your resources Or some of your space, like I'm using right now. Maybe to, to have someone in your house. Maybe a stranger. Maybe someone you've known for quite a while. Um, and I want to read Matthew 16, verse 24 to 26. If you can put that up, thanks. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And then verse 26 says, and this is like the turning point of why is it worth it? For what will it profit a man if he gains the world and forfeits his life? Will it be worth it if all but gets that guitar? but loses his life. I'm making it very practical now. Um, but I hope you guys hear what, what I'm trying to bring across. Or, 
what shall a man give in return for his life? Will he sell that same guitar? Follow Jesus and the word of God and see how much it will bring you. And then uh, just like when Vicky and Kirsten shared this morning, God has a calling for each one of us. He has called each one of us. He has a calling on each one's life. Some of us have put up our hand and said, Lord, what is your calling? Some of us have maybe never thought of it before. I mean, in grade 12, I had to go, Lord, what, what do you want me to do with my life? In what? Betray studies or whatever. And God spoke to me. thought of that before in my life i became a christian he called me to go and do teaching sometimes it's practical like that sometimes it's more spiritual like hey lead these lead the people through this situation or church service learn people how to do bible studies if you've been following the lord for 30 years for three days or you've never given your life to the lord he has a calling on your life the question is are you willing ask him that again are you willing to let to go lord what do you call me into and sometimes this the, that calling changes as well sometimes it's for a season it's you need to i'll give myself an, as an example you need to teach and then i don't know maybe one day the lord calls me out of teaching into something else the question is am i willing to then lay down character is a very like a perfect analogy is like if something is working why change it <laughs> so if, it, if i'm a teacher and i'm getting used to everything here and getting used to the markings why will i go and change but if the lord i've come to a place where where i've said to myself and said to like with my wife multiple times if the lord calls me into something else he wants me to do something else any other job if it's um i don't know given me a desire for for full-time for like to six years serving full-time in this church but up until he calls me into that i'm gonna serve faithfully as a teacher and serve the church as i know um and then each one's calling will look different noah had to build an ark day um, then there's uh, who did I mention here uh, Joshua that had to lead, uh, lead the Israelites so each one's calling looks different the question is God are you willing God are you looking at somewhere else before you go but Lord why why can't that be me why can't I be the guy who into praise and worship why can't i be the successful businessman why can't i be the this or the that 
you really need to go, Lord, but surely you have for me the one that I would ignore if I knew how close you were. And are you taking your calling seriously? Or are you just going, oh, I'm just going to do this. I, I've been here for a while, moaning about things, giving many analogies, just staring things closer and closer. And sometimes I still do. Sometimes I still check myself and then I moan and groan about it. But I'm glad you did. But I also can't discern that that is where the Lord wants me. So that is where I keep my head. I don't give my life to teaching. I gave my life to the Lord already. But I'll give everything I have to be the best teacher, to set an example of what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ and then a teacher like that. Because naturally I'm not a teacher. Naturally I'm someone that just stands up all day. But I, I won't have the faith. I, I won't have to work with individuals. And I know that's, that's just selfish in me. But then the Lord came and he gave me a heart to work with people and to with children and to with what I'll do until he calls me to do so. So the question is, are you taking your calling seriously? And then the last three scriptures I want to share is the scripture so that you can see that this calling is, is biblical. There is a calling on everyone's life. So I want to share scripture with us so that we can see, hey, this actually comes out of the Bible and not just something made up here. Um, Hebrews 3 verse 1 says, Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 8 to 9, it says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, uh, but share in the sufferings of the gospel by the power of, power of God. And verse 9 says, He saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace which he gave us. He chose you before the ages began. And then uh, the last one, and this is specifically just a, a quote out of Paul that was called, um, out of Romans 1 verse 1, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. So this is a very specific calling that on Paul's life um, where he had to be set apart as an apostle to minister to many churches and, and build many churches um, or yeah actually one church during a few days but each one of us has a specific calling in our life have you asked the Lord what it is have you set some limits for yourself and go Lord uh, and maybe the Lord doesn't want you to do this maybe he does want you like in five minutes maybe he does maybe it means a career change maybe what you've been doing for the last what the Lord actually wanted you to do but he wants you to do it or maybe you have been work, walking in your calling already and just ignore it but I, wanna, I want 
when you woke up here this morning, you wanted to get to the world and take stock and, and ask the Lord, Lord, what is your calling and how do you want me to serve you through that? How do you want me to build your kingdom, to build your church? How do you want me to live my life? And this is a very practical, practical preach this morning. This is not... It is spiritual because our calling is spiritual. God's given you a calling. 